Welcome to the Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there may be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we'll do our best to let you know that they're coming. It's Oscar time again! So soon? Yeah, so soon. Predictably, we've got thoughts. As always, we would like to start again with a plea to rate and review us. So we have done that. And now what'd you do in pop culture, Justin? I saw on my once a month solo movie date, uh, Gretel and Hansel. This is a horror movie retelling somewhat quote unquote feminist retelling of uh, the classic Hansel and Gretel story. Uh, It is directed by Osgood Perkins, the son of Anthony Perkins. So it's got some sort of weird uh, horror movie bona fides, I guess, but yeah, there's that. It also stars as Gretel, Sophia Lillis, who it took me a minute to recognize. Um, well, I no, I didn't ever recognize. Because she doesn't have a prominent nose. Yeah, it took me a minute to look up <laughs> who this was. <laughs> Turns out she is from uh, It, Chapters 1 and 2, and played Beverly. And Sharp Objects as well. I yeah. think maybe this movie was sitting in the, like development hell or something. She looks younger almost than she does in, I don't know, that's my excuse. Um, sure. It also starts Alice Krieg, Krieg as the uh, the witch from the story. She looks very scary and weird and was quite good and quite scary. This is not a great movie. Don't rush out and see it. It's uh, expecting some, you know, it, it has a lot in common with The Witch, Robert Eggers' uh, film. And Robert? What is did it, I say? For some, uh, is it David? I think it's Robert. Okay, David's the writer. Never yeah. mind, I take it back. It's nowhere near as good as The Witch, but it has a lot of the same kind of style. Okay, I got what you're and, and for a silly horror movie that comes out in January, I'll take it. <laughs> it's um, It was very, the acting was really good. It's beautifully shot. It has a lot of kind of slow dread rather than bad jump scares. Ultimately, it sort of builds to a somewhat silly um, kind of typical horror movie showdown between the kids and the witch. Um, I do sort of like that it complicates the story a little bit by having, again, taking a page from the witch. uh, Gretel's character basically has some powers without giving too much away. And it, you know, it sort of questions whether she would do the same thing. Um, that the witch would do after you know a lifetime of those kind of powers. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's certainly this is a classic good a list solo date night or watch it on streaming. It'll be just as fun. I think you'd actually enjoy it on streaming. I also watched The Pharmacist, which is a new Netflix docu series about uh, a guy who lost his son to OxyContin, uh, like crime around OxyContin, and it sort of unpacks. Uh, the whole kind of crazy underground prescription drug racket in Louisiana. There are these things called pill mills. You sort of learn about all the shady goings on and how it's sort of been buried by the community. Um, It's interesting. It is depressing as fuck. Um, I do want to continue watching it, but maybe not drunken after the Oscars. That was not the right frame of mind to watch it. Oh, no. Also, Honey Boy. um, I watched the first half of this. It is Shia LaBeouf's uh, film from last year that's basically a retelling of his 
life, sort of somewhat fictionalized. Lucas Hedges plays kind of this adult version of Shia LaBeouf, and then Shia plays his own father, um, who's this emotionally abusive, kind of crazy eccentric you know, show dad. I have a weird, it probably doesn't even matter, random question, but are the characters' names, like... No, they're different. Okay, they're fictional. So it is... I was just curious. Yeah, that yeah. was, like, some weird-ass... Yeah. It doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form, but I was just well, curious. No, no, <laughs> it does because I think it actually is, you know, he knows that he can't probably just tell his exact story. Right. This is his emotional version of his his truth or whatever. Um I, I mean, I didn't finish this movie, so I think it's safe to say I didn't love it, and I'm not sure I will finish it. But I did find it a little more interesting than I thought I was going to. I, I think Shia LaBeouf is actually quite good and interesting playing his dad. Um, it's interest, And he doesn't play him all bad or all good, and it's this interesting thing to see somebody interpreting both the really... Their own drama. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's odd. Um but I think what sunk it for me is, first of all, the editing. I really did not like the editing of this movie. It does a lot of, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm not enough of a film guy to, like, actually talk about this eloquently. But it does these cuts where it's sort of these overlapping cuts. And they're sort of giving you a mood of how fucked up his life is and how many drugs he's doing and how many, you know, crazy drunken rants he has. But something about it, it like, they don't land. Like, he, it's almost like he's removed from his own role in the experience, which seemed a little like, this is, this is not the point with this. You're actually like supposed to be sitting with your own shortcomings as part of this. And I think that leads me to a point also overall, I find his kind of narcissism in general, a little kind of overbearing and it comes through in this. It's like, just cause you're now the art house version of the douche you were in the like blockbuster transformer movies. You're still a kind of douchey narcissist. Um, but I don't know. Better than I thought, I guess. I don't know. That's what I got. What do you have? Uh, a lot of nonfiction. Tons of it. Uh, HBO started a new documentary that they are doing week by week. What What is this even? I, I have to wait a week for a show to put on a new show? Like, I'm all about it. I love it. Like a normal frigging person <laughs> from, on like like Sunday nights? From 2003 or I something? Mean, come on. I am not used to this. Anyway, it's called McMillions. Uh, HBO does really good documentaries. This one is about the uh, McDonald's Monopoly game scandal. Apparently, they found out that for like like seven or eight years, everybody that was winning the top prizes that because they gave away houses, if you remember correctly, like houses, millions, a million dollar prizes, cars, fantastic like vacations and shit everybody that won like something that wasn't a free small fries was all related somehow and they were all getting their winning tokens from uncle joe <laughs> that's all i know because i've only seen one episode like like a chinook like the end of goodfellas you know i order marinara with egg noodles and i get spaghetti with ketchup so i gotta wait till next week and four or five weeks down the road to find out what happens to uncle joe and the monopoly scandal but i'm enjoying it it's fun i like heists i like processy stuff and i like mob stuff so it's really interesting it's very there's one FBI guy who, like, all he wanted in the world was to be cool and go undercover. And he's, like, when he's talking, he swears a lot. And he's, like, you can tell he's probably actually a douche in real life. But he's really enjoying that he got to do this and he got to go undercover and pretend to be, like, 
the sweepstakes uh, people that, that film when you win. And so they got this one guy to tell his story with all kinds of details that they could then trap him into showing that was wrong about how he'd gotten his prize. So anyway, McMillions, HBO, very good. Um, Goop Lab. We all know how I feel about Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> and her jade egg and her hoo-ha steamers. So I'm all about Netflix, Goop Lab, and watching her and her Yahoo fucking nut staff go down and try and prove that all of this wacky nonsense and hokum is actually going to do anything to you. I actually think they talk about the jade egg at some point, and I'm very excited. I only watched one episode. It was about psilocybin and going to Mexico. Sure, they went to Mexico in scare quotes to do the the mushrooms. Yeah, and and Gwyneth only did them one time and her boyfriend held her hand. Uh-huh. I'm not buying any of this nonsense. <laughs> do you think the Jedig will get its own episode? I I'm hoping. I know I I've heard it gets mentioned. I want it to have its own episode because I am all about the jade egg. I would like to have its autograph. I do not so much care about the vagina smelling candle for $70, but I'm all about the jade egg. So, Goop Lab is some wacky nonsense. There's only like six episodes. It's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it all. Uh, I couldn't watch anymore because I was too busy watching Jungle Town, which I think is a couple. It's it's at least a year old. It's a Vice documentary, but it was on like Vice TV. Who the fuck knows what Vice TV is or how to watch it? And weirdly, we had a channel on. Yeah, it was on yeah. one of our like streaming things. Yeah, it's yeah. like and you had to pay extra for it. Nobody's going to do that because it's Vice TV and you can find Vice fucking everywhere. Anyway, my son told us about this when we were in Tahoe and he was like, Mom, you're really going to like this. It's like culty and weird and they're charging these interns five thousand dollars to go live in the jungle in panama and build shit and steal all their ideas he didn't say that part but i'm getting there <laughs> i have to get to my notes because this is some wacky nonsense y'all <laughs> okay so this guy jimmy he is a real estate developer he's a capitalist and he decides that the next place to really like start to gentrify and make money off of is Panama because now the Panam the Panamanians now that they have the canal back they have their own economy so let's go down and exploit it and what's the best way to exploit it let's make it renewable and let's get a bunch of fucking idealistic millennial hippies with I have never seen more white people with dreadlocks and Asian um, Asian character tattoos in my fucking life (laughs) telling you how to live your life And then they say, give us $5,000 and you can do a semester in Panama and and build the sustainable city. Except it's not sustainable at all. And they're all living in the middle of the jungle with PVC piping coming from a river that they are holding down with rocks to try and get all of their water into the town. Except that the rocks move when it's raining It's Panama, people. It's the middle of the jungle, like the rainforest. Rain is in the name, okay? One of the the towns, one of the places where they sleep is called Kale Alley. Fuck you, okay? (laughs) They are living in tin houses with plastic roofs. One guy tries to point this out, that this is not at all sustainable. 
there was a girl from Huffington Post who went down and was going to like expose it, except then she fell in love with like this hot guy named Esteban. And so she started having a lot of sex. So oxytocin started rushing straight into her brain. So she thought she was really happy and she'd found fucking paradise. So she went off her antidepressants. Oh, no. And lived down there and then realized like a month later that, oh, that was a bunch of oxytocin from having sex with hot Esteban. And really, it's okay to want to live in an urban jungle. What she said, I'm not making any of this shit up. (laughs) Okay, so each one of these interns pronounces the name of the city differently because none of them know how to say Kaya or Kala Yala. I don't know, but there. And now the guy that started the the started it, he wants to go to Kentucky and start Kaya Yall to to combat Trump. Mm -hmm. So. Also, he doesn't live there. He lives in Panama in a little one-bedroom apartment that looks really, really nice because he's busy flying on his private plane to go to, like, you know, these big Colorado conventions and raise money for his town that he's... He's a capitalist Jim Jones, you guys, and it's Jonestown. And then there's, like, this really cool Panamanian guy who looks like David Harbour if he was from Panama. And he's, like, super – he's, like, a true believer. And they break him. He gets completely broken by the end of it. And it's so sad, but he's also really awesome. I, I, I can't even <laughs> – it's so wacky and nuts and all of the, the dreadlocks and the Asian characters and the private planes. I I can't even tell you. And how it like they're, they're at one point, all of them are beside themselves. All the interns are beside themselves because they're collecting all of the trash to throw away in their 100 percent sustainable. No recycling. And they're eating out of jars of Peter Pan peanut butter. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It is, they have been sold such a bill of goods, and yet, every time they complain, they have like a a town meeting where Esteban, who's also, by the way, a stand-up comedian and (laughs) the dean of Panama School, of town school, whips them all into a frenzy about all the change that they're making, and suddenly they don't have any complaints anymore. Oh, oh, and on top of this, there's one guy, he's on actual staff, and he decides that his contribution to this fucking crazy whack nut whole bunch of hippies in the middle of the desert should be i mean in the middle of the jungle should be a distillery (laughs) so what we need to introduce into this is alcohol oh my god at one point i actually watched willie the distillery guy who has a really cute cat named ron there's lots of cute animals, which is what keeps it going, because they all have animals, and they, they stay on the, the town. Snakes and it's don't very kill cute. them? No, no, they're all very cute. There's a little dog named Anissa, who you see grow up kind of from a puppy to, a, like, a yearling. Oh, my God, she's so cute. And when Trump gets less, uh, elected, she makes them all feel better. And they say, Anissa, come sit on my lap. I need some love. Because they get Wi-Fi just in time to find out that Trump got elected, and then they all have to cry in the rain and make each other feel better. So, anyway, he is in a penguin onesie? Standing on one side of a river that has the the has risen to the point that it's not safe to cross, and he's screaming at these interns that are saying, "We're going to cross because two hours ago you said it was going to be okay, and we're going to chain each other together." And he's like, "This is not respectful." In a penguin onesie, this is the, so Jungle Town. You guys, you got to watch it. It's fucking nuts. And if they all don't die at the end, what? 
then Christopher Guest needs to make that his next movie. Yeah, because they're all still alive, <laughs> yeah. and it's still there. Wow. It also sounds like somebody watched The Mosquito Coast and was like, yeah, Harrison Ford's the hero here. Um, yeah, this is, yeah, and it's the guy with the, like, weird Justin Bieber hair living in his, you know, he says, I'm living in the jungle. No, you're not living in the jungle. You're getting on a fucking private plane. I hate you. Wow. This sounds worth watching. It's bananas. It's so, uh, yeah, watch it, you guys. It's I'm crazy. Into it. You can find it. You can buy it on Amazon Prime if you need to find it. It is also on YouTube for free, but it, it finding it's a little difficult. Okay. And I'm willing to give Vice 10 bucks to watch this nonsense because I support that they made this show <laughs> anyway sounds very vicey i think we did some both stuff what we did it? we saw lock and key we finally did. one of our on our list of uh comic book adaptations that we felt like would never come it's arrived finally um i don't even know who the creators are what do we what do we say about this is it any who's it's canadian i, I think it's canadian there's a lot yeah. of canadian actors in it it's been through a lot of there's been a an aborted pilot of this show from a previous major for fox yeah and now we have a very netflix version of this it is for anybody who doesn't know based on joe hill and what's his name gabriel rodriguez i think yeah yeah um and it is a supernatural family drama about a bunch of kids that move into their ancestral home and uh it is full of magical keys that do different things and there are Ghosts and spirits and people vying for the keys that shouldn't have the keys. And meanwhile, they try and make friends with their kind of local townsfolk and right. live lives. Um, what did you think of Lock and Key now that it's here? It's not terrific. It's not terrible. I watched three episodes. Everybody's act. I, okay. I love Connor Jessup. Connor, Connor Jessup plays Tyler, the oldest of the three siblings. I... I'm happy to have him back on my screen. He was so incredibly good in American Crime. You guys go watch American Crime. It's so good. Regina King, uh, Timothy Hutton, Felicity Huffman. I, there's an asterisk next to her name, but she was still good in this. Um, Connor Jessup, this is an anthology series uh, that follows one sort of how crime affects people basically and it's great but it also has connor jessup in it so i was very happy to have him back i think he is very good i think he is good in this it is so bloodless compared to the actual comic that i would say both literally and so symbolically i feel like if i hadn't read the comic i would probably be more interested in continuing with this i will probably watch this the rest of it, but it's just not as deep or as interesting or as dark as the comics themselves. Hey, what'd you think? Okay, so two letters, C, W, yeah. meaning better than the UPN network, but not as good as the WB. Right, that's fair. <laughs> that's super fair. It is just so... Right down the middle, yep. um, in the acting, in the production values, uh, it it just feels bloodless, like in a like you said, but to me in a metaphorical way. Like you could even oh, no, make a I version can't. of this without slaughter and gore yeah. and still have it have more impact. It, it reminds me a little bit of some of my feelings about Sabrina, except that I think Sabrina 
has a little bit of like I hate to say it, but a witch a witchiness. Sorry, bad pun, but I think that's like appropriate. You're that, also about two seasons behind on Sabrina. It, it goes gets really bad. No, it gets oh, oh. it goes someplace. I mean, Sabrina <laughs> at least has a little. I don't know, like a mischievous streak to it or something. And, and yep. with those ants and like, this feels very just like a network show that would not make it a season on whatever network CW. Um, no, CW would renew it, but they renewed supernatural yeah, 15 times. Yeah. No other network would renew it. I, I hate to bag on kid actors. I think the main kid is not good. The yeah, he's just not good. I like some of the other actors a little bit, but I feel like this is a show that like maybe could get better as it goes along. And yep. I'm sort of it's it's not it's just good enough that I'm sort of like maybe I'll keep watching. I don't know, um, but it's certainly not grabbed me right out of the gate. There's um, some accent cop issues too. Oh my god, I don't even. I'm terrible at accent cop, as we all know, and. They're pretty She's bad. bad. The sisters, the, the 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 sister isn't great. Her accent's bad, and even Connor Jessup. I look. I think he's a great actor. There is some thick ass Canadian in there. Yes, there Every, is. Some, everybody sounds a little I, Canadian. About, about, I yeah, mean, it's there is. Yeah, nobody was like, "Whoa, hey, do you want another take?" Yeah. You know? <laughs> Apparently they filmed a lot of it in Nova Scotia, yeah, and, and but it's supposed to be set in New England, yeah. and you're just sort of like, oh, "This works." I have one more thing to say, and we both Fanny and I talked about like what do we remember from the comic because we both sort of have like generally positive memories of the comic. Um, I okay, so I don't, and God, I want people to write in and talk to us about this because I don't remember it. I need to do a little more research. I had a weird sinking feeling that this is vaguely like transphobic or sort of gender. I mean, look, the main villain in this spoilers for anyone who's not read lock and key um, is it's a spirit. It's a spirit, but it's a non-binary spirit. Well, it's a spirit that can inhabit whatever form it thinks you want it to be. Yeah. Although I don't, I sort of vaguely, and we, we shouldn't even talk about this because I don't remember enough about it, but I sort of remember it being kind of like a, trans character not just like a shape-shifting opportunist like um or like at least a non-binary character like there was something in it that made me think of that and it just made me think about it going this coming full circle here and stephen king and now his son joe hill sometimes relying on the trauma of women the trauma of people of color the trauma of queer people as a kind of an easy signpost of virtue and also just like milking the drama of torturing them, even if they end up being sort of like good guys, like Duncan, the gay brother in this um, is, you know, the good guy ultimately he does a lot to like save him. If I remember correctly, but he also gets the shit beat out of him. His memory wiped. There's a lot of just like violence against like queer people um, that, I, it's just there's something that doesn't sit right in the King uh, family world. And I I mean, I get what you're saying. I yeah. do think that they have a fridging problem. I don't I did not have the same reaction to the spirit of the Echo Dodge character as you yeah, seem to I, and remember. I could be misremembering. We'd but, have to go back yeah. and look at that. I could be wrong as well. I do remember it maybe non-binary, but not because it was not just because it was merely a manifestation of like evil, yeah. not because it was 
non-binary because right. it felt non-binary. You know what I mean? It it did not the, the the manifestation of evil did not have like it wasn't making this is how I feel. You know, I feel non-binary. It was a I am merely evil and I'm transforming into whatever I need to be to have that happen is my memory of it. But again, neither yeah. one of us has read it uh recently enough to really stand on firm ground there yeah. um I and also when your gender that... shape-shifting villain is less interesting than glory from buffy you're right. in trouble yeah you got trouble <laughs> I, I again i i agree with you we talked about this i think that they have um they have some fridging issues they have some you know people of neuroatypical and people of cover be, color kind of being like a, a weird, like spiritual savior. They've got that whole complex. Um, there are Which some is things, another King thing, yeah, right? Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's, yeah. I think like it's something and, that yeah. Joe Hill has, well, and the outsider as well. I think this is something that Joe Hill probably learned at his dad's knee. Yep. And there are some issues there. Um, I, I did like the comics. I will probably watch the rest of this. I, it's, not what I wanted it to be, but it's not super. It's not the Runaways. Yeah, so that's true. And there's a you know, it's weird. It tickled my Amblin. Yeah, you know, tickle bone, the funny bone, where basically the kid has these little like roller skate shoes, and he's right. roller skating around this creepy house, and the camera's following along. And I was like, sure. this is what I want. This is good. I, yeah. Give me some dark Amblin. Like I'm, I love that. But uh, we'll see. I think we'll have to wait a little more. We'll get back to everybody on this. All right. Are you ready for some Oscar thoughts? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, We are going to give you a a quick summation lightning round of good thoughts. And then because we are called the Knicks, you come here for that Knicksy mean content. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, shut up. (laughs) If you write us notes, we'll know that. But we don't really know until. Yeah. Um, So, Fanny, quickly kicking it off, uh, start saying nice things. We'll go back and forth. I think Diane Keaton was on some good drugs. <laughs> best, best start ever. Um, with Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. 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 She was definitely, and he was trying to move her along. Whatever she had taken, I think they were good and they were working for her. So. I'm going to go uh, more towards the very ending <laughs> and Fanny will chime in if she needs to. Uh, the victory of Parasite Yay. and the victory of Bong Joon-ho in general yes. Was wonderful, especially considering the alternatives. I think we both agreed that, like, it's not our favorite movie of the year by any means, but it was, like, obviously the best in that group. And also, Uh... oh, we'll get there. Also, seeing the, I forgot that that was even in the mix there. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get there. Um, Seeing a stage full of 20 South Korean people with not a single white person on stage was so wild. It was really like, what? (laughs) Like, what alternate? Maybe the, like, timeline is correcting after the, like, the Trump divergence. Like, maybe this is some weird... And that they got to get it from the minute the envelope was opened. The last time we had an assembly like this on stage, it was after this weird moment, and it... Like it almost stole it from Moonlight. Of, yeah. Oh, that's what your your win is about. It's about the mess up. Yeah. And that didn't happen here. It was yeah. beautiful from the get. It was beautiful from the best screenplay Oscar on for this whole movie and for this director and for this group of people and for this nation. And I thought it was great. 
and his speeches were fucking hilarious. Were I mean, I think this meme of I'm going to drink till morning, right. like he's just like, he was just the best and delightful and I want more from him. And I loved that he thanked sort of some influences there yes. and also somewhat side-eyed uh, Todd Phillips. Mm-hmm. And uh, I led right into um, a moment that I really liked, which was uh, Charlize Theron and uh, Tom Hanks leading the entire first five rows into they, they, okay. After we had to listen to some very rambling speeches, 90 seconds into the first time we've had an entirely non-white contingent of people thanking their nation for supporting them and we turn the lights off on them and i like that, that the first five rows weren't going to have it and i like that it was tom hanks and charlize theron leading the up 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 to turn the lights back up and which they the did only so. time that happened all night which is yep. like how dare you exactly try that it was so pointed and i loved that they were smiling while they did it yeah but they were all like this is not you're gonna give them two more minutes yeah and you're gonna let them talk yep and it was great. And I really liked that moment. Um, I really enjoyed... Okay, first of all, I enjoyed there being no host uh, in general. Second year, I think that's working. Keep it going. Um, the people most likely to be hosts, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, uh, were hilarious. I love both their dresses, Fanny, and I uh, differ on this. A they, lot. They looked crazy pants, but also... I think Maya Rudolph was definitely doing like a mini Ripperton thing, and Kristen Wiig was Except that she always wears dresses like that. <laughs> so I would agree with you, except that that's all she ever wears, is uh, those big, weird... They both looked lovely and crazy, and that's how they are. I thought their shtick was hilarious. Them demonstrating how acting works was probably my favorite moment of the night. I I think they were fine. I didn't have any problems with yeah. them. You want to talk a good dress? Let's go to Beanie Feldstein. Thank you very much. She looked great in a wonderful kind of 50s-inspired floral thing. She's so frigging amazing she's so, great she should have been her. on stage more yeah well you shouldn't have gone to get the pizza <laughs> no no i mean for like awards well yeah yeah exactly yeah. and why wasn't why why wasn't caitlin deaver next to her yeah. when they came out yeah and, you know come on oh but now we're next thing we gotta we gotta oh, stay yeah, positive yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry uh, sorry it was a great dress and she looked awesome and she's <laughs> wonderful and i love her it's my fault too okay billy eilish Facial expressions i have more thoughts than billy eilish <laughs> but your fucking disdainful face you're uh, Basically, your OK Boomer patented meme face um, was kind of delightful. And we need more of that. It makes you realize how fucking old everybody is there when you see an actual young person reacting like a young person. It's just refreshing and weird at the same time. Anything else for you? Charlize Theron. Just everything about her from the slit in her dress to her beautiful, flawless hair to her support of... From every smile on her face, from her support of everybody that she came in contact with, to her, who she is as a human being, Charlize Theron, in my mind, I am you. I just, she makes, she continues to make me happy every single time I see her do anything. She, like, and radiates positivity. She does. And, yeah. She's, she's, looks, she's healthy looking, she's happy looking, she hasn't, you know, even when she has been with you know, when she's had partners, she is still, she stands in her own shoes and in her own light. And I just adore her so much. And she makes me happy. And that she was at the head of many of the moments that made me happy last night. Just, 
I love you, Charlize. My just... quick version of that is Olivia Olivia Coleman. The two of them need to make a movie together. Yes, um, everything she does is hilarious. Like at one point early on in the night, you were like, "Is that Olivia Coleman in the background doing something crazy?" Yeah. And <laughs> she was just talking to somebody. It made yeah. me happy. <laughs> and she's wearing a weird like Star Trek influenced dress, which is a little weird, and talking about. How great she like did her husband the night of last year when she won. <laughs> this is his favorite night ever. <laughs> she's she's giggly. She seems a little tipsy, but never too drunk to be yep. like a mess. She's British. She's British. Um, she it's we'll talk about um some best actress speeches later. She seems to be enjoying what she she's does, so like and enjoying kind of the community of the people that do what she does, and that is lovely. Um. Somebody who doesn't always make me happy the way Charlize does, but last night threw some good shade with a good cape. Natalie Portman with all of the female directors who did not get nominated this year down her cape in gold thread. Which we all had to read about. Which oh, I, I mean, right? I, it wasn't. Did you see it? They in the talked thing? about it on the, the oh, okay. red carpet. Oh, yeah. awesome! Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I had seen a clip of it, but I love that she didn't make a thing out of it. it no, she didn't. Her, they yeah. asked her about it, and, yeah. she, and she held it up, and you could see and. Mari's name was on there, and uh, Honey Boy's director's name was right. on there, and this it, it was subtle. It was a beautiful cape. She looked lovely. I just really liked that she is. She's, I liked it. She's you, you cool. Wear, wear them on your back. She's not the best actor in the no, world, but, but I like she her. She seems like a really good I, person. I'm with you. So. Um, um, you. I dumb. This is a only <laughs> me enjoyed it. I found the the James Corden Rebel Wilson Cats bit. People were like shitting all over this thing all over the internet today. I thought it was kind of funny. It was just really like both of them. I think have tried to distance themselves from the the movie, and so to me right. it was hilarious that they were like, "Okay, on the biggest stage, we're going to just embrace our complete pie in the face." Um, I thought it was very like. Can you imagine after that movie being like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get back into those ugly ass like cat outfits." Those and, two, yeah, and humiliating myself like again and risking people like not even laughing at the bad jokes, which I think they sort of knew were bad. That was, I think what people didn't get about it was like the long dead Andy Kaufman is batting of the microphone, like a cat. That was some like weird Andy Kaufman level, like anti-comedy. I was there for it. He was, it's true. (laughs) I was there for him being there for it. Uh, (laughs) uh, Final thought. Taika Waititi his wonderful speech and just his joy at being where he was. And he is again, always someone that stands in his own light, but also shares it. And I, I didn't like your movie that much, dude. We talked about it, but I always like you. And he looks mighty cute. Well, he's adorable. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that I mean, doesn't, his cute certainly hair cuter yeah. as himself than Hitler. Yes, his cute hair flopping around and being adorable and all of his weird poses on the red carpet. Anyway, I just liked his pure joy at sharing the night with people. So. Agreed. All right. We ready to shit on some yeah, stuff. Let's make, let's start right. complaining. We are the oh, Knicks. Oh, I had one oh, more thing that made me super thing. happy. Let's do that. Get it this all out This was we... not the night I had to watch Scarlett Johansson get an Oscar. So There you go. And the odds were more in her favor than usual because she was nominated in two categories. But often so, that cancels you out. I think Let's you know, make right? her the Susan Lucci of the Oscars, guys. <laughs> Keep nominating her, think, but don't give it to I, her. I'm stealing this from somewhere else, but I think Diane Warren is the Susan Lucci. She's been nominated apparently a gazillion times and never wins for her weird Well, let's make it Scarlett. 
know, give, give Diane Warren a, 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 an Oscar. I don't care. Let's make it Scarlett Johansson. I want nice. I want to be dead by the time Scarlett Johansson gets an Oscar. All right. Now let's shit on some shit. That's a good segue because <laughs> you managed to shit on somebody while you were enjoying it. So, um, okay, I'm going to start. I really fucking hated this new format of the montages of Best Actors. It's basically weird. like a... Like a what do you call those clip reel um it just you don't get any sense of like a moment that convinces you of their greatness it's just like a trailer and then every time that afterwards then they'd read the nominees and you thought that the first person that they read was the winner yeah if we (laughs) if we cut out a host we did not need to fill it with all this garbage like yep um did not like it you go uh, Luke Perry being left out of the death montage. Um, Luke Perry, guys, was in Once Upon a Time in America. I mean, in Hollywood, which was a Best Picture nominee and Brad Pitt won for acting and was nominated in like three or four other categories. So maybe one of the actors that was in it, maybe we could give him four seconds in the memoriam. Maybe. And also like he maybe. meant a lot to a lot of a 12-year-old lot of, women. I mean, <laughs> he girls did, at that but time. he was like, also actually a, like a... A good person, and yeah, you know, we can't give he was in the friggin' movie, we can't give him four seconds, really. I know that most of his stuff was TV, but he did plenty of movies and he did plenty for Hollywood, and really, we can't give him four seconds. Are we sure that was this year? Has time he that died fast? in March? Okay, right. I am absolutely 100%. I, I, sure I have checked, okay. I am mad. That is crazy. Me. I'm with you. I'm not um, okay with it. Okay, I'm gonna go just right to the big ones. Uh, those fucking batshit speeches from oh my God. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Renee Zellweger. Batshit in totally different ways. Uh, River Phoenix, well, I always do this, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, uh, we appreciate your intentions. We we actually liked that you called out your brother. That was very sweet. Your rambling, like, sad, woke, bro, like, nonsense was just so ineffective. Also, Car- like, going back to my earlier point, do you like what you do? Do you Wait, enjoy this job? No, like, he doesn't. Then fucking quit and don't reward him for being on stage because it's like he looks miserable and I don't. You're not enough of an artist to, like, pull that off. Like, you're kind of a weird leading man. It's just, it's really, I. it's not a good look. It makes you me not want to see you in things, frankly. Followed immediately by, our as our friend of the <sighs> pod, Ilka said, she texted me while it was happening, it's hard to follow Joaquin Phoenix's weird speech and not look good. But somehow, Renee Zellweger <laughs> managed it. Okay, so if she... If he did crazy good intentions, she did crazy rambling with no content. What the hell is she talking about? I don't know. She was just like naming. I feel like she was like, what are names in my brain? And she just was like. Oh, like uh, Sally Ride or whatever. It's like cavernous <laughs> in there, and she's like bumbling around and saying whatever words she runs into. It was so uncomfortable. No, and I like. I mean, I liked her actually in Judy. She's not, she can be good, but this is not, these are two people I do not need to hear from in a public setting ever again. again. Um, All right. Uh, Pixar's dominance. This is sort of a soft mix. I mean, Toy Story 4 is not bad. I think we talked about it on here. I liked it. Just give us a fucking like break. And I didn't see the movie about the creeping hand that won the Golden Globe. Um, I want to see it. There are so many talented animators and so many talented storytellers working in animation that are not getting 
shine. And it's just frustrating. This year was, again, particularly bad for animated mainstream movies. I don't, I mean, I'm a big fan of the genre and I just think they're letting us down all the time. Toy Story 4 was fine. We should have had something better to strive for. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Can you explain to me, Justin, why we celebrated the porcelain anniversary of Eminem not singing his Academy Award nominated song at the uh, awards? I have no answer for you other than um, he's trying to target a new gay bear market because he was looking like a, I think he was going to get a little, you know, uh, you know, bear fished on, on Grindr. Later no that one day. has come out. And explained this to us. The only tweet that ABC ever put out was somebody said, why? And they said, why not? Um, I have Plenty many why nots. Starting with three and a fucking half hours. Yes, and 17 years is not a momentous occasion. And he didn't bother to show up the first time to sing it because he was taking a nap because he thought he wasn't going to win. Which, okay, fine, you're like a cool rapper dude. But... I, I am so confused by this. The only thing it spawned was this really wonderful Washington Post article. Go look at All you have to do is Washington Post frame by frame Eminem Oscars. It's so good. It's hilarious. It's great. It includes Billie Eilish's face that Justin talked about earlier. This is the reason that I'm okay with this performance. Other than that, I was completely dumbfounded by what the fuck was happening. As was Martin Scorsese, who was sleeping during it, which I think... <laughs> daughter who was like what's happening I, it really <laughs> captured pretty much everything and then you also had the horrible like people that are like this is uncomfortable i'm gonna dance uncomfortably to it yeah. and like the white guy's like oh lose yourself yeah <laughs> guys was- <laughs> go read the washington post article seriously it it captures all of it, it so well really bad all right what else um no female directors none of them and a uh, none of them complete lack of little women wins <gasps> like which i'm sorry i look i i take nothing away from parasite i'm super happy with its win i do think next to every other movie except little women in that category i think it was better than all of them i think we agree about little women was i the thought best little women there. was yeah, probably right. the best movie Well, it was definitely the best movie in that bunch. It was probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. If I'd seen it before we talked about our best list, it absolutely would have made my list. What Greta Gerwig did with over 100-year-old material, almost 150-year-old material, is and modernized it is amazing. What she said about the plight of women was incredible and that they turned their backs on it again on her and on the movie itself hurt <laughs> it really hurt i mean every time they cut to her or shersha or florence Pugh, you were just like or chalamet yep. these people produced great work yep. and dern and instead uh you know fucking um what's his name the marriage story guy ba- bombach yeah. just dern said last space. dern said backstage she wished that she had a chainsaw so she could turn her oscar in cut it in half and give half of it to greta gerwig a texas chainsaw <laughs> yeah a texas chainsaw <laughs> but um, thank you boone you're awesome that <laughs> but, was amazing yes yeah so. um 
All right, now we're getting down to the silly stuff. I said Chalamet, say something. Uh, <laughs> you know, no Antonio Banderas uh, win. No. We've talked about that. And in general, not enough hot men. Just like yeah, too much what's bad with the long hair? hair, bad suits. I'm going to include Timothy Chalamet in that weird bad suit action. Um, I don't know. Uh, Fanny he said can... something today about he was basically dressed like a valet parking person. <laughs> I <laughs> stole that true. from somebody on yeah. Twitter, but... I mean, I think he can do no wrong. I think he's lovely and whatever. I, he looked a fool last night. But I, it's it okay. wasn't a great. I mean, the man has worn a harness before and pulled it off. He can put a <laughs> collar up on a blue suit, okay? If he can wear a sequined harness and we're going to give him credit, I'm I'm not taking this away from him, but I get what you people are saying. Fair enough. I still think he's great. Also, but you really want to see some scary shit? Go look up the picture of the the newest lawn gnomes, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Oh, speaking of bad long hair, like <laughs> oh pa- Pacino, I yeah, I just remember in Cruising where he played the like cop who went underground, yes. and the, now he looks like the serial killer, yes. like in real life. <laughs> it's, it's not good. It's terrifying, and it's it speaks to just. The fucking laziness of like men and the sort of structure that's just like just show up like that. It's fine. Yeah. You can be fucking Ed Sheeran in like a schlumpy ass pair of sweatpants, yeah. like up on stage with Beyonce. Like sure. Beyonce, who probably spent fourteen hours yeah. on her. You know. Finally, oh. I just want to say the music was really bad overall. Yeah, it wasn't good. I sometimes enjoy these. I even liked that Gaga performance last year. Like. There were many better things in recent years than this selection of music. There was too much of it. Um, Billie Eilish butchering the Beatles. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I love your stank face, but, like, don't think that the Beatles need to have a gazillion terrible white girl notes added to it. Like, not, you don't need to do that. Nope. Um, That's a simple song for a reason. Yeah. It's supposed to be just a very melancholy, and it was used for a very melancholy reason yeah so just do it simple just it's not about you it's about all of these people who died yep. so shut up yeah and then also just the christian whatever movie mm-hmm. um is her name chrissy metz she sang the song christy metz, yeah. christy metz um you know i've seen this voice. movie she has a nice voice it was i felt like it was a weird like uh, like trying to legitimize this mainstream wing of Christian movies, which is a horrible new trend that I think we've talked about on this podcast. Um, I, she was literally under the ice, like, which took me a minute to figure out, but this was the plot of this movie. This is the movie where this kid falls through the ice and almost dies and everybody prays and he gets better. It is Christian scientist bullshit. It is disgusting and gross. And, uh, I feel like everybody in Hollywood is sort of agreeing to make it a thing, um, aside, Nick's about They're this. They're Pentecostal. I only know because I know of some of these people. They're not Christian scientists. They're Pentecostals. But kind of the same, right? In some a ways. A little bit. Okay. They do actually believe in medicine. Christian okay. scientists do not. Pentecostals are much more about... They're they're like the... They're the same thing that like Pratt's into. That whole... Okay. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word, but basically the... If you love God, you're going to get rich. People. Oh, oh, like yeah. pros- prosperity. Prosperity okay. gospel, yes. So we have a side next. Um, we'll just get this out of the way. 
uh, sort of related to this topic, Chris Pratt just recently announced that he is starting a new uh, production company. It is called Indivisible Productions. Mm-hmm. His uh, quote about it from um, all the press releases, I should have a better uh, source on this, but I don't. I've started a company, Indivisible Productions, One Nation period, under God, period, indivisible, period. The oh. Onward actor also revealed what his fans can expect from his business. Quote, our mission statement is to create entertaining content focusing on themes which will help to bridge the growing divide in our country and world. You know, make the world a better place. No biggie. You're welcome. But it's whatever. Um, I want to also say that when somebody challenged him about all of this on Twitter, his response was, eat a dick. Um, so I just, I, we've talked about Chris Pratt before. Um, I really fucking hate this guy and I'm, I'm very much like separate the, the artist from the politics. No. I'm not going to see onward. I'm like really fucking, I don't want to give this guy a dime. Anna, I want you to take little Jack and I want you to be as nice as possible and keep your kid away from this maniac. Yeah. This is, this is. He, and he's a maniac mm. in like smiley, uh, dry, like smiley mm-hmm. face, and it's like that's you're the worst. You're the worst kind of maniac Mm-mm, because you think because you're rich and charming and good looking that you can say this kind of shit, and and everybody will be like, oh, but it's Chris Pratt. Pratt it's so charming. That is how evil perpetrates, yep. and it's how evil spreads, and it's how it gets to children. And nope, nope, nope. Yeah, done. Fuck done. him. I mean, I'm done with yeah. you, Chris Pratt. Yeah. No. All right. I think it's only a. Pro- well, do you have anything more to say before we end with I um, do not. a special uh, Nick's? Uh, they used to call this uh, whatever the phone in, like whatever. This is my mom's phoned in. Um, Hi, Connie. You'll never listen to this, uh, but if you did, well, we you'd know you. we'd be reading this. I might tell you to listen to this one just because we start uh, tech, uh, or crediting you. Um, you sent me a text, Mom, uh, this morning, and, and I want to read it. Uh, it was your review. It said, hope you enjoyed the show last night. I've now decided that I've now, quote, unquote, aged out of much of the popular music. I thought the show was not great. Um, thank you, Mom, for that very interminable, very succinct uh, and mostly appropriate. Although, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't see the end. If other people <laughs> feel this way, what sh- where should they tell us, Justin? They should talk to us on Facebook at the Knicks uh, podcast. They should also email us at motionofnicks at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at the Knicks podcast. I'm at Justin Herdung on Twitter. I'm at Fanny V. Darling on Twitter. We'll see you next week. Bye.